It's the CMXU Manager Check-In, brought to you by Calismoto and Bristol Coachworks, with your host, Ryan Gauld. Time once again for the manager check-in. These have been fun uh, to do. Love doing these things. And this one is going to be brought to you by the good friends over at callismoto.com. Make sure that those guys, <coughs> excuse me, use the code CMXU to save yourself 20% on all the latest from Calismoto And Bristol Coachworks, hit them up on YouTube or Instagram at Bristol Coachworks. Big thanks to those guys for jumping on board. Uh, this one's going to be a good one. Um, we're kind of brand new to the uh, the senior manager role, the man leading this charge of these teams here. And it was the home race this past weekend in Calgary for this team. The Manlock Rock River Yamaha JCP team manager, Pat Shippett. Pat, uh, first and foremost, Buds, thanks for the time today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Okay, uh, home weekend. I mean, you probably got to sleep in your own bed. You were, you know, got to sort of a nice, easy drive in the morning. It was easy to find coffee. Um, no, let's not talk results and all that kind of stuff. Just give me uh, the over, overall of the weekend and the team setup and everything kind of in that home court at Wild Rose. Yeah, it worked out really good. Wild Rose is, you know, obviously the closest track to Manluck, which is out of Wetaskiwin. So, yeah, no, it worked out really good. They were accommodating, so it was Jetworks. So, yeah, and we had a ton of fans and people come by the pit. So, yeah, it was, it was a really good weekend for us. Um, way more busier on your end. Hey, Pat, haven't heard from you in a long time. You got free tickets? Uh, hey, Pat, can you get me a VIP? Uh, you know, kind of thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, to be honest, I felt bad because you're just so busy you don't have time to talk to anybody so you have a lot of people that are you know obviously from calgary that was in the industry and riders old riders come by and you're just like oh hey i got something to do but it's, it is what it is it's part of it i guess uh let's take a little step back just to kind of give everybody a bit of a, the storyline last year you were mechanic for t parrot um, and sort of a you know team coordinator and helping things out. This year now you're kind of the guy calling the shots and, and f- making sure the products are under the tent and the bike's ready to go and the mechanics. Uh, talk to me the evolution of all that um, and how it kind of all began to kind of put you in the position you're in now. Yeah, like last year I was just uh, obviously I help out T you know as much as I can and uh, he's a good kid. So when he asked you know to go out east to help him out mechanicing, I just you know, it was nice to do it because I've never done it. So I love the sport. So it'd be awesome to go check it out. And then, uh, yeah, you know, halfway through the year, uh, you know, while around Christmas, you know, it came up, you know, we need to find somebody and silly me just said, well, you know, I think I can figure it out. So that's kind of how it went together. And then obviously I asked the riders, you know, um, you know, what do you guys want to do? you like, if you're cool with it, you know, because they're they're a huge part. That's that's why I'm there. It's just for the riders. So um, obviously they got to agree with it, and then they went with it, and that's kind of how it rolled into this year. 
Nice. And I mean, obviously, we're three rounds in uh, this past winter. You did a little travel to California. You got the riders, the bikes, all that kind of stuff. Um, has it been smooth sailing? Has it been super tough? Um, I mean, being the manager uh, of, a, of a motocross team, most people think it's, just, you know, you're just standing around and you look good and things like that. But you're the guy on the call. You got a line. Oh, if you got a sponsor on the East Coast, you got to, you know, you got to call them at this certain time. And, and we'll get down in California. You're an hour ahead of, of that time. And organizing all this stuff, it's, it's, a, it's a lot on your plate. And you have a regular everyday job as well. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's... It's one of those things where it's just like, a lot of people don't realize actually what you have to do to get it going. So it is what it is. It's a sacrifice that me, you know, we brought a lot of people that I knew I can count on under the tent. You know what I mean? Like there's like obviously, you know, my wife, Michelle, she helps out a ton. You know, Frank, Diane, like even T steps up when he's when he's hurt. So, um, you know, Eric Harvey up. HRH helped us out with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, you just you rely on a lot of people to get it done. And lucky I have that group of people to help help us out. So, and then obviously the riders, you know, they step up a lot. It's not full-blown factory team where you just show up and here's your bike and go ride. It's, uh, yeah, everybody, you know, pitches in. So it's nice. It's definitely nice for that. Stuff. Well, that's the that's the Canadian way. Riders, yeah, they get to do do the rides and you know they get the nice gear and maybe a little paycheck, but to help earn a little bit, they got to help set up the tent or you know pull out the toolbox. And that's I feel like uh, that's kind of one of the cool things that keep the relationship a little tighter between manager and rider on the Canadian side. I don't know if you'd agree with something like that. I think so. I like with just my thought train is is that a team's a team, so everybody pitches in and everybody becomes and learns off other people and that's the biggest thing for us is is that it's not it's not about results you know what i mean like it is but it's it's we're trying to get them to where they want to be so you know what i mean like when you're it's, it's it's hard to explain but like a team you've played hockey yeah you have that one player that's on the team that everybody just doesn't dislike whether he's a puck hog or whatever it screws up the part of the team. So it's nice to have everybody on the same page, understanding what, what it's about. And that's basically we're racing dirt bikes. It should be super fun. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's what we're looking at. Yeah, that's a great attitude. I love that attitude. And it was exciting to kind of hear when you were getting you know involved in this side of it. I'm like, man, you know what? He's going to be good for it. And you've got a background in, in racing as well, you know, like the Kevin Tylers um, uh, or um, uh, Derek Schuster. Like you, there's a background with you to kind of make, get that understanding as well. And that's where I want to go now is uh, give me a little bit of the insights. I mean, I know you still race. I see you racing the plus 50 class. You're actually racing there on Saturday as well, which is kind of cool on, on the amateur day. Um, just kind of give me a little bit of the background of your racing career to kind of get you to sort of into the sport <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because like i went to the states to play college ball so i played baseball and then when i moved to calgary i just somehow got together with jc yeah obviously sites and bart stevenson yeah and that's kind of how i got going like i was a, a beginner I, I didn't know there was a track in calgary <laughs> so it just honestly like and this i was like 35 at the time so i'm i'm a late starter but it's just it's a sport that you can always improve on it doesn't matter how old you are you know like what your ability is there's always a class for you and uh 
I just love the fact that you can challenge yourself every day on, on a bike. And, you know, like obviously Bart and JC are a huge part of, you know, getting me into this. I didn't think I was going to be here <laughs> by yeah. no means, but it's just, that's kind of how it started in there. And, you know, obviously Bart and JC were pros at the time. So you kind of look up to them. I'm, you know, I'm the beginner of hanging out with them, but you know, like when Bart needed a mechanic for a weekend around a local race, he'd be like, Hey, can you help me? Even Marty Madsen, same thing. So that's kind of where I came from is that group of guys. And, uh, yeah. And then I obviously continued playing baseball, but I didn't really start riding till, I don't know, 2014 to actually stop playing baseball and racing. So that was, you know, it's, it's been, it's been fun. And, and Michelle just loves it too, so it's kind of our it's our go to thing. Nice, that's sport, a, and it's just so fun. That's a great story, man. From beginner racer to team manager, and uh, you know, all of eight years, kind of thing, eight nine years. That's amazing. That's a cool, uh, cool little background story, and that's why we do these kind of podcasts to kind of find out a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, okay, let's get into this past weekend. Um, we're three rounds in. Um, the majority of the team is all sitting in pretty good positions there. Um, unfortunately, yeah, you lost T. Parrot at the beginning of the year with an injury down at Dreamland, but. Uh, like you said, he's done a great job kind of helping out on the sidelines and, and cheering on the boys. But um, we'll just kind of go uh, rider by ride. Actually, you know, just give me your, your sort of, um, I guess, grade uh, from the manager looking at the series standpoint and manager looking at the team standpoint uh, uh, after the three rounds. And then we'll talk about each rider. Um, a grade is a tough. That, that means that I'm, I'm judging riders. So I'm not going to do that. But pretty much where it comes is – a lot this whole last th last three weekends have have been good compared to a lot of people don't know what actually happened under the tent uh, all of our, our riders got sick oh, and nice. uh they're not gonna and i love the fact about i love the riders about this because they're not making excuses you know what i mean like yeah it started, it started with zach in edmonton like he literally couldn't breathe like it, and it was just it's just a flu cold slight slash thing. So, and then it trickled into Quinn and Kamloops, who could not breathe. And he will not tell you this, but you know, I mean, that's that's part of the second moto. Like he just couldn't breathe um, because he was sick. And then obviously, then it trickled down to me and Nick this weekend. So that those are the things that you don't see under the tent. And I'm not making excuses or anything, but yeah the colds are all gone now so for for all the riders with all these adversities that are happening they're coming out sunshine so i i can't complain at all on that side of things what about the series just the first obviously edmonton was a tough one on, on a few different angles but Kamloops was an amazing facility with a super tough track and then this weekend it looked like we were going to get the usual calgary hail fucking biblical proportion rain on the on the weather app and then it just kind of got a little bit drizzly the first two motos and then i mean the track was in great shape all day sunday yeah it's uh I've never seen Calgary like that in the last 20 years. I've, I've never seen a track like that. Like, you, you can ask the locals, you know, and uh, they'll be like, <laughs> I, I've never seen the track like this. Usually, you know, it'll roll into ruts in the first moto, and then it'll be kind of dry and hard ruts in the second. And we actually got a pretty crazy track, minus, you know, the rain during the motos. But it was gnarly. And even Kamloops. I haven't seen Kamloops like that either. So yeah. it's been tough. I think like I could, I can't fathom an East rider coming out here and going, what the hell are you guys riding? This is ridiculous. 
So yeah, it's 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 the Christian cross with us. We're just like, yeah, there's no advantage for any local here this weekend. Yeah, no, that's for yeah. sure. We've never seen it like that. Uh, okay, let's get into the to the team riders there. I'll start with Avery Berry. She's done a great job, and arguably at times, especially this past weekend, she's been faster than Ev, but just can't seem to get it, get, keep the bike not from hitting the ground. Um, but man, what a what a great attitude. I got to, to uh, chat with her a little bit at the end of the day with uh, the husband, Andy Trutzer. We did an interview. Uh, just a great dynamic. She's come from a cool background doing the GPs, won that championship a few years ago. Um, just give me your thoughts on, on her weekend this past winter. Because like I said, I, I think she was faster than Eve this weekend, but just couldn't keep it off the ground. Yeah, it, we were looking at lap times, and it seemed like she was quite a bit faster, but she was coming from the back. And uh, I think that could be track conditions. It could be, you know, it's a new brand for her. She's never been on a Yamaha. It's just learning. It's learning steps. But, like, she's been coming off with a smile. You know, obviously she's frustrated because she wants to be up there. But, they like, Andy and Avery are, like, a great, you know, they they just add uh, another part of the chemistry on the team. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm super happy for her and Andy the the way they're they're riding and it's all new to them again. You know, Avery did the West Coast, but everything's new, new team, bigger team. Everybody's got to learn, and you know they're like I said, they're coming out like with smiles on their face and. They want more, so it's it's nice to see. That's for sure. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it's cool that have that dynamic under the tent with the WMX. You can talk maybe line choice as well because she sees everything in the morning and whatnot. And uh, let's move over to Zach Ufemzef. There, you said he was sick at Edmonton, but at times this kid has showed some really solid speed, and he was doing it again in Moto Number One. He was up to about eighth or so. Um, and then uh, I, uh, on TV, we didn't see what happened. I even asked Noof. He was unsure when we did our review pod. Um, the kid was flying, and then almost right around the same time, what happened to Quinn? Did he go down or something? I didn't see because he went from like, yeah, it was like seven or eighth back to like 15th. Yeah, I think he went down twice, to be honest. Okay. Uh, actually, no, he didn't. He, uh, he, he, I think he slipped once in the moto, but. <clears throat> Because it was a muddy race, and we've never seen it like that, Like, and this is obviously on me, is, is that his clutch was super tight. So it's a mechanical. Um, we had it like normal okay. instead of loosening it off. And, yeah, his clutch just smoked. So that's kind of – and that's that's definitely on me, so I'll take that. Um, so, yeah, he just kind of putted around the last couple laps, which I feel bad because in, in, even in Kamloops, he was running up – I think he was in eighth – Last lap, fell down right before the finish line yeah. and then gets all the spots. Bike's hot, hard to start. So um, it's just, like I said, it's, it's one of those things that it'll come together because I know where he'll, he should be, again, my opinion. Um, and it's just, it's got, it'll come together. He's, he's, he's a quick kid. He's a quiet kid. He gets pissed at himself and... As a rider, and then you know, in the nowadays, it's nice to see that they have that fight. So I love the fact of it. Yeah, and I was gonna say he's he's showing some speed. Like he had speed last year in a couple moments, but it's it looks like he's taken a little bit of a step up in the program. Yeah, maybe the results haven't shown here because of a couple little instances, but. He's got to feel good about his riding, and like you said, he's pissed. But at the grand scheme of it, he's still very young. I think that the you know the skill set is there. He's got the talent, and it looks like he's finding that work ethic to get to the next level. Yeah, and and that's the best thing is is that um, 
like Quinn is a grinder and I know that word gets used lots, but like, I've never seen it. I've never seen anybody like that. And then, you know, you bring Quinn in, you bring Avery, you bring Andy grinder proofs in the pudding on that. Um, and it's nice to see that everybody gets to see how it should be done. And they just feed off each other. And that's the best thing about it. And it'll come together. It's just, you know what I mean? Like it's everybody gets curveballs thrown to them and every team. So, yeah, like I said, it's 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 nice to see that these kids are actually fighting. So. All right, I want to move over to uh, to Andy Truths before we talk about Quinn. I was just sort of the leader, I guess, under the team. But uh, Andy Truths almost maybe a little bit fell into your lap with the A.V. Berry thing and the results so far. Like, he's been solid, and obviously everything's brand new to him. Um, he, and I didn't even know this, and obviously you did, but he took like a five-year break from racing. Um, actually, I forgot to ask, how old is he then when I did that interview? How old is he? I believe he's 31. Okay, so he took... Um, yeah, okay, so almost right in the prime of uh, the Moff, Benoit, Teed Heggs uh, fitting in there kind of thing. So it's good to see. And, you know, almost around the globe, racers around the 30, 31 age are having some of their best uh, moments in their career. Um, doing that interview, he just seems like a really happy-go-lucky guy, really enjoying the atmosphere. He loves Canada. And I'll, I'll point the finger at you guys, man. You guys are... You've, you've made a nice little home for him, and it's showcasing on the track. He was really pissed that he didn't get fifth in that last moto, but he, I guess he lost his rear brake. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he even said, he goes, I hit a rock, and I'm like, okay, well, he obviously, you know what I mean, to go through that track and, and know exactly when you hit that rock and had no brakes is pretty crazy, but, um, yeah, no, he's an unbelievable dude. Like, he's just, he's so happy all the time. Like he shows, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him mad yet, which I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, no I kidding. Don't think wants to either. But there's got to be some record of the, being the biggest dude ever to ride a pro motocross race, and he's got to be up there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm thinking of, um, oh my God, the guy that uh, is a dirt. Uh, I think he was Belgian too. No, he's not Belgian. Kenda Diker. Kenda Diker is another oh, one. Oh yes. Kenda Diker was the the biggest guy I think I've ever seen. But yeah, I mean, like he's a big dude. He's solid. Um, um, and I guess taking five years off was, was he racing last year or was this five years off leading into this summer? Uh, I think he was just doing some local stuff, like just having fun. Like that's pretty much what I've talked to him about. Like, okay. I think he did Erzberg two years ago or three years ago. So but you don't really, just, like he just, yeah, he just does fun stuff and he obviously loves the sport. Yeah. Him and Avery just love it. So yeah, like we we didn't know what we we're getting. I don't think he <laughs> he even said I don't know where I'm gonna be. Yeah, but the, uh, the, it's, a, it's a pleasant surprise on how he's doing, and uh, yeah, like he's happy with the bike, so we'll take it. <laughs> Is there anything? I mean, that bike obviously brand new, top to bottom. Even Kevin Tyler had been waiting on parts and certain things like that. What is there anything special for his bike, or is that thing uh, almost stock with you know a pipe and, and some suspension on it? Like, what have you guys done to that thing? Because, like you just said, he looks really. I mean, the bike is amazing right from the beginning, so that's an easy kind of thing to do. But he looks super comfy. Yeah, he's uh, obviously we working with Enzo, and they're they're helping us a lot, and I think that helped him out to begin with. Like. Obviously, you can get lost with suspension, but once we got that him comfortable on that, like it's pretty much, you know, basic 450. You know, it has an ECU, has a pipe. 
there's nothing hidden on that thing bars and you know we got some lower pegs for him and a taller seat but that's pretty much what he's riding uh, he's doing a good job on it man like i said he seems like a good uh, little uh addition to the team in the series and and fun and like i'm super glad i got to meet him this weekend since i was able to go and he sounds like he's pretty excited about gopher the guy lives 10 minutes from lommel so he's, yeah. you know what I mean? Gopher, I think, is going to be uh, a pretty exciting to see what this guy can do. We, the European trend of sand riders, especially from Belgium, is pretty attractive. Yeah, it's, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's simple as that. Like, I'm excited to see what he can do on that bike. Um, yeah, he, he like, he literally lives 10 minutes from Lomo. Yeah. And uh, the team was actually going to go to Lomo early in the season. It just didn't work out with all the bikes in California and stuff. Oh. We were going to go there for a week just to just to go ride it. Um, but it just didn't work out. So hopefully maybe next year. But, um, yeah, I'm so excited to see him and, you know what I mean, like ride that track. Because yeah. apparently – I don't want any part of that track. It's for me as a rider. I'm good. <laughs> I'll watch it. And uh, yeah, but they love it. So, nice. Um, let's move over to the man's that's sort of kind of been leading the team the last couple of years. Quinn Amiot, man. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the TV shows or listen to our pods, but we have become very high on Quinn. We always thought the kid had the talent and the skill set, but maybe it was just a little bit of fight. He's found it this year, man. The kid is fighting like crazy. He wants the positions. He's as fast as that lead pack. Um, unfortunately, in Moto 1, he's running in a great spot. Has a uh, He called it a stupid tip over. His freaking hand goes in the wheel, and he chops the top of his finger off. Um, crazy, crazy thing, but you got to be – I mean, you already kind of said that he's such a grinder and work ethic, but what a, he's really turned heads this year um, to get to that next step, and that was something that we were all kind of questioning. Could he do it? And I, I'd say he's been doing it tenfold so far in 23. Yeah, we're obviously we're really high on us on him. He's uh, he's definitely the team captain. Um, like, it's pretty hard to explain what he puts in and how much he grinds and how much he watches his diet. He's always like, I bet you right now, even with his finger chopped off, he's probably going to listen to his podcast cycling for an hour. So <laughs> nice. he throws it down, which is really, really nice. And the, I think the boys in dreamland got them all, you know, put them, give them another gear this year. So that's definitely nice to see. So, um, just talk to me about after the moto, maybe, you know, obviously worried, scary situation. How, what was the team all like, uh, kind of learning about the, the finger and the hospital. And then obviously now it, it'll be questionable for Gopher, but you know, he's going to make, do everything he can to get there. Yeah. Um, obviously it was our, one of our biggest concerns, obviously when we heard it, because we didn't, where he went down. Well, he went down first, then got back up. So we were thought it, it was just a tip over. But then when, you know, he, we couldn't find him on the track, he came walking up with his finger and he was, he, he was pissed. Yeah. Like literally pissed. He wasn't like in shock or anything. He was just pissed. And uh, obviously we were scrambling. Uh, Walton came in and helped us bandage him up, got his gear off to the hospital. Um, our T and Benny drove him there. So... Um, once, you know, we were in contact texting with Benny and stuff, like we knew it was, it was handled. And when he came back, you kind of know that, you know, like 
he's ready to go <laughs> he's like yeah he's probably drugged up but you know what i mean like he was like oh, i'm gonna come back and check it out so that was nice to see so uh, it kind of obviously calmed the team down too on that has there been um i don't know a, a surprise under the tent at all or were you expecting the results from these guys or were are you more are you more even just like super excited about how it's all going kind of thing kind of being in the new position for yourself is there anything that just kind of like holy shit, this is so fucking awesome, man. I'm just so pumped for everybody. And then have there been moments of like, oh, man, that's kind of a shit. I mean, obviously losing a finger, I guess, is a bit of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, that's a bummer. But, like, I know Quinn and anybody that knows Quinn, is it's, it's definitely not over. So I'll leave that as it is. But, you know, like, we have expectations. The riders know what our expectations are. And honestly, it's it's going unreal like uh, and i hate like obviously you have tip overs you have bike issues you have those things and that's part of me trying to you know limit those things and i'm i'm in a learning experience too so i'm trying to learn their generation how they do things and how i used to do things because it's just it's two different generations but surprises no um they're exactly well other than andy and avery because we didn't know much but avery huge surprise especially calgary this weekend how fast she was yeah so i i think she's gonna come out swinging um andy dude huge surprise on that kind of stuff like where he's finishing um and it's it's awesome like uh, we're excited and you know zach's he's grinding so yeah, we're going to go with it. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we we brought in Nick because Nick is such a cool guy for the team. He gets along with everybody. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're he's going to come out east with us. And it's going to – and he's never been out east. Awesome. So it's actually a calming thing. So, you know, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Again, it's all about fun, you know. Like, we're racing dirt bikes, so let's not get – too uptight on stuff um obviously next round we got uh three weeks two weekends off um the deepest sand the gnarliest sand uh, you know people have talked about it globally um not a lot of tracks like that out west to train on and stuff like that there's places back in ontario that quinn knows and whatnot what's the team doing as far as getting themselves prepped for that um you know you got you got to see it sort of firsthand last year with t um it's probably going to be hot as balls um and the, sa the sand is bottomless so you're prepared so over the next two weeks how do you guys what are you guys doing to kind of make sure that you're in the best possible position as you get ready for that sunday there at the dunes so um we're just waiting on um some info from from quinn and he's gonna fly out pretty soon like this week uh we're gonna stay this week because uh of the rig we gotta stock the rig and yep. just make everything good that we're good so we'll probably take off all the riders will probably take off um beginning of next week get out there and there'll be their first look at raglan which will uh <laughs> which will be an, an eye-opener for everyone out there. So, yeah, no, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. We're going to head out. Well, hopefully we can be there. And I think there is a race. You can correct me. Is there a race uh, the weekend after in Walton? Yes. Is that right? um, so I'm at, my yeah. race is at Sandalee this weekend, and then Walton the yeah. weekend after for the Canada Day Long weekend, and then uh, Gophers the weekend after that. So, 
Yeah, I wish we could hit the Sandalee, but it's just the rig won't be out there, and it's just not not enough time for us yep. to stock and get out there. So, but I think we're you know like if everything lines up, we'll get the boys racing in Walton, um, and we'll be just riding Raglan every day, getting used to the the bottomless sand because everybody thinks that we have sand here and it's not even close yeah <laughs> it is definitely hard to match what gopher delivers here okay uh before we close this out i know you're gonna go riding with the boys here i really appreciate your time uh who is the who is the most entertaining or slash class clown under the tent uh with the team who entertain who's the uh, entertainer who's the most entertaining yeah um oh that's a tough one Zach is the stealthy entertaining. He just makes everybody laugh. He's just okay. he's that quiet, entertaining. Like, go look at his vids on Instagram. Funny as shit. Yeah. It makes me laugh so much. But he's that quiet guy, that stealthy one. You never know what you're going to get, and then all of a sudden he's got you in stitches. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, and is there anybody that gives you, like, a bit of a fit under there going, Jesus, another head scratcher? Or, what? are you serious? Do you really need this kind of milk? Or, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? Just nothing that's obviously a super pain in the ass because it sounds like everything's amazing. But just every once in a while, you're like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> that's T. And the only reason I say that is I'm so, clo- I'm so close to him. Okay. I've known him since he was a kid. So our... You know, we clash heads definitely, but yeah. it's just because we're almost like brothers, and yeah, definitely T. Gotcha. Well, I pre- Pat, I appreciate it. the uh, manager check in this week. Brought to you by Callus Moto and Bristol Coatrix. Make sure you use that CMXU code on Callus Moto uh, online on uh, the checkout there to save yourself twenty percent. Um, once again, touch and base with Manlock Rock Rigger for Yamaha JCP team manager Pat Shippett. Pat, have fun riding. Thanks for your time today, buddy. I appreciate it, and we will see you uh, in a little less than two weeks. Thank you for everything, and we do all listen to your podcast, so just give you a shout out to that. So thank appreciate you. it. Do you want us to fire Noof yet at all, or you're okay with Noof? Uh, um, no, uh, I protested him last weekend. He'll tell you that's why he got docked five points. Ah, you're the man, Pat. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he keeps on blaming me. I had no idea. So it's actually pretty funny. I love it. Well, right. hey man, thanks again for your time. Have fun riding, buds. Thank you. Bye bye.